Welcome to the Bike Talk with Dave podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and I'm thankful for you tuning in today. This week, my guest is Cassidy Hickey, a young cyclist who's already banked more than 20 national championship wins on the bike. And wait till you hear about her triathlon days. She rode on the road this summer with the Lux Cycling Development Team. You can check out episodes number 16 and 27, where I talk with the Lux Director Sportif Chris Daggs about the Lux season. And now she's racing with the cyclocross season with the Blue Competition Cycling Team with Sunny Gilbert. You'll remember her from episode number 33 at the beginning of cross season. So Cassidy's a force on the road, in the dirt, and as we'll chat later, in the snow. So how about I shut up and introduce you to Cassidy Hickey. Cassidy Hickey, or Cassie, uh, welcome to Bike Talk with Dave. I'm super glad to have you on. I've been wanting to chat with you since following you along this summer in the road season, and then we got to meet at Fayetteville at the World Cup, and it was a treat to meet you and watch you race in Fayetteville. Glad to be here. I appreciate that. So you are currently in Colorado. Um, we 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 do kind of want to talk about bikes because this is called Bike Talk, but I love skiing, and <laughs> and it is ski season. As a matter of fact, this is a week before Thanksgiving, and our little local ski area is opening up this weekend. So I'm getting some turns in some fresh man-made groomed frozen water on Saturday and I'm pretty excited about that and I bring that up because I know both your parents were skiers do you ski yes I do um haven't been able to do it as much in recent years with the heavies traveling with cross but I grew up on the slopes so nice uh you're in golden is that right yeah what's your favorite ski area Ooh. That's a hard one. <laughs> What's your favorite um, run? Do you have a favorite run? Uh, no, but I do enjoy Winter Park. Um, I will say, but I definitely like, we go around to a whole bunch of different ones because my mom always gets the Epic Pass um, in Colorado. Do a little bit of backcountry, a little bit of trick park, just a little bit of everything. A little bit of park so you can ride the rails? Not so much. I'm not allowed to. Um, just with... I tend to hurt myself when I'm doing that stuff, but uh, that's it's definitely fair. something I loved doing when I was younger. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Winter Park, I actually spent the winter of 89 in Winter Park. Nope, yeah. sorry. No, it was winter of 89, that's right. Um, and, uh, oof, loved Mary Jane. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Do you ever ski the chutes on the backside of Mary Jane? Uh, a little bit, not much. Uh, I understand you have a uh, pretty good pedigree for skiing as well. Your parents both skiers? Yeah, both my parents were competitive skiers. It was their big sport, so grew up around it. And your mom went to the Olympics? Yes, she did. Yeah. That's pretty cool. What'd she ski? How'd she do? Uh, she did GS, and she actually ended up breaking her back um, oh. in a practice run. I don't remember what Olympics she was at, but... It was like, it was hazy, couldn't see much, and somebody wandered out on course. And I oh. practiced running, and she hit them. 
Um, so she didn't really get to compete, but she definitely grew up and she was super, super good at it. Well, let's, uh, let's migrate from skiing to biking and you are currently ripping up the cycle cyclocross scene. Yep. Uh, and I want to congratulate you on your third place at Pan Am champs, U23. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. How'd that race go? Uh, I was not so happy right when I finished. I think I made a couple mistakes that took me out of the run for a better placement, but I think overall I was happy just to be on the podium, and we don't get to race our own category as U23s that often, so it's super exciting when we get to do and how it plays out. Because you can, the strategy would be very different when you are separated from like the women's open field when yeah. you have your own U23 race, wouldn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. I think with the elites, I'm more just riding my race and trying to be as high up as I can and riding where I can versus I, when we get to be separated, it's a little bit more of really seeing where each of our strengths are and how each of us are riding, which we really don't get to do that often. You're actually in a pretty decent class of American women cyclocross racers um lauren and like there's a bunch of young uh cross racers who are kind of filling the void left from katie compton katie keogh ellen noble uh kind of that class um do you guys all kind of push each other and and uh encourage each other yeah, I definitely say we would. It's been super fun. It's been Lizzie, Lauren, and I kind of pushing each other since we were super young. Um, so for all three of us to be still doing it at this level and still riding with each other is pretty freaking cool. Um, but yeah, it's been great friendships and really supportive of each other and when each of us have our own little victories and races. So it's been super cool. And you guys are all Coloradans. You guys probably haven't beaten each other up since the very beginning, haven't you? <laughs> uh, Lauren and I have a little bit more. Lizzie's from the East Coast. Um, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, um, I definitely grew up racing for a long time with Lauren. So. That's pretty cool. And were you in the 2014 Nats in uh, Boulder? Did you race no. that? No, because I was actually there shooting. It'd be kind of fun to dig up an old pick if I had something uh i know i was at reno you mm -hmm. raced or not reno uh uh seattle tacoma mm -hmm. you raced there i know i'm gonna have to dig up some old picks from uh from some of the nationals and you're heading to hartford connecticut yes i will be that's awesome what are your expectations there uh, it's actually pretty funny because returning back to hartford i did race the hartford nats it was my first cx nats I want to say 2017, maybe. I was at 13, 14. Um, and it's, it's even back, actually, in the same park. So I'm kind of curious to see what's different about the course and what happens. Um, when we were there that year, it was literally, like, different conditions every single day. It went from being dry to raining to muddy to, like, super sloppy to frozen ruts all within five days. Um, so I think it's going to be super exciting and I'm kind of excited to see what the conditions are going to be. I really don't know. What day did you race? What were the conditions like when you raced in 17? 
Uh, we actually got really lucky. I raced that Saturday, so we raced just when everything was starting to freeze over and the temperatures were dropping, but in the 13-14, we got a little bit lucky. We just missed the start of the snow, so we could still actually see what we were riding on, um, versus I know, um, I'm friends with Katie, Katie Klaus, and I just remember talking to her, like, years after, where it was like, yeah, you literally couldn't see anything because of the snow, so you were just, like, blindly riding on the frozen ruts and hoping you didn't crash. It um, snowed so hard. I shot that whole week with Cyclocross Magazine, and... Oh my gosh. Every day was a challenge except for the one dry day. Yeah. But it was either pouring rain, ice cold, super snowy. It yeah. was such a hard like I Oh boy. I'll yeah. have to Yeah. I I I'm traumatized a little bit by that week. But yeah. uh, well, congratulations. That's uh, awesome and good luck going back this year. Yeah. It should be good. Should be a super f exciting U23 race, I think. So. Any predictions? Oh, I definitely think Maddie's going to take it. Maddie's been racing well. She's been racing super well. She always has been, but I think the rest of the podium will be pretty interesting. And um, it's, it's different because when we're not racing with the elite women, there's a little bit less separation. So, I mean, anything could happen. Any of us could end up at the front. Anybody could be having a good day. Anybody can be having a bad day. I think all of us are close enough that you just don't really know until you get to race day. It makes for exciting racing. Yeah. That's awesome. So you're on the Blue Stages team with national champ Eric Bruner and not national champ, but uh, one-time uh, world single-speed champion Sonny Gilbert. Yeah. Uh, what's it like racing with those guys? Do you do you glean information? Are you a sponge? Are they helpful? What's it like riding with those guys? Uh, it's been super, super amazing and just such a great team environment. Um, obviously, the beginning of the season was a little bit weird. None of us really knew each other. But after that, it's just been nothing but a great environment to learn in. Um, Eric is been nothing but supportive and helpful when it comes to the U23 girls and so is Sunny and Scott um, and yeah I I love pre-riding with all of them because I just always learn so much from the line choices they take or like the things they think about when they're like racing and obviously getting to watch Eric and kind of get to hear the debrief of like what happened and the tactics that went into it um, so it's it's been really freaking awesome and I'm super grateful that I've gotten this chance to ride with them. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, and how about Sunny? Is that, I mean, she just never doesn't have a smile on her face. So yeah, Sunny. Sunny's been awesome. She's been a huge part of that. Um, we've had a few races where we've actually been riding together in races, and she's always encouraging Kira and I. And she's been nothing but supportive um, when it comes to no matter what the result is in the end or if one of us has a bad day and being there for us and being willing to talk about it. So her and Doug have been super, super awesome to be, to be a teammates with this season too. That's fun. And Doug's a great guy too. Got to uh, yeah. do some mountain biking with him in Fayetteville and that was a treat. Yeah. He's a pretty decent mechanic too, huh? Oh yeah. It's awesome having him and I'm sure Chris and Grant enjoy the extra hand. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So you also race a freaking ton of road. 
do you have a preference, road or cross? Oof. I feel like I get I always get asked this question. Um, well, you seem to embrace each discipline with equivalent zeal, if that makes sense. Like you're yeah. fully into the cross season and in the summer you are fully into the road season. And I feel like a lot of people find that hard to do, hard to have that kind of enthusiasm and put the same kind of effort into both disciplines, but you sure seem to. Yeah, it's not always easy. I will say that. Um, I've definitely fell on my face a few times trying to do both. Um, I really fell on my face last season coming off of road and transitioning into cross just because the road season has gotten extended so long into the end of the year. It makes it really grueling and really hard to stay motivated and stay in it. Um, But I think that's where it's been being on blue and being a part of the team has been such a huge help. Just because when I was making that initial transition at the beginning of the season when I necessarily wasn't riding where I wanted to or I wasn't in the shape I needed to be for cross just yet, I had that support to kind of be like, okay, this isn't good, but it's going to get better. And that made like a world of difference. And I saw that with Trek where it was like all of a sudden things were clicking and I was back on this trajectory to riding where I wanted to. Yeah, cross is a long season as well, and it can be discouraging if you're not winning in August and September. Yeah. But you need to be winning in November, December. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. where that's where it really matters. And I know you're hoping to uh, jump across the pond and head to Worlds, is that right? Yeah, fingers crossed. The selection's going to be a little bit harder this year, it sounds like, just um, hearing from Stephen and Jesse on their perspective. But I think the Europe trip stuff comes out very soon. So fingers crossed to be on that. That's my big goal. Very cool. I want to come back to that. But before I do, you mentioned Stephen. And I had a chat with him last February, right after Worlds. Mm-hmm. And he had you know, just recently retired from racing and was kind of jumping into a role as a cyclocross coach. And then I saw him again at Fayetteville, running around with you guys, riding around with you guys, yelling at you guys during the race. Yeah. What's it like having Stephen Hyde as a coach, as a resource? Uh, I think... He's definitely not what I expected. I think a lot of times when you have elite athletes kind of take this transition over to coaching, it can be sometimes hard for them to be on the other side of it versus I think Steven does a really good job of taking what he has and the knowledge and the experience that he has, and he does a super, super good job relaying that information to us while also kind of having that double side and also understanding what it's like to be in the tape as well. Um, So yeah, he was one of the huge resources that I was talking to and working through stuff when I was like struggling at the beginning of the season and not happy with how I was riding. Um, So it's, it's been really awesome. And I think Jesse made a good call picking Steven for that job. It's been super awesome. Yeah, I obviously can't speak from experience, but it sure seems like it's a good fit for Steven. I see him not just on outside the tape with jeans on, but he's inside the tape before the race is doing laps with you guys and talking about, I, I can just see all of you like 
dissecting corners or dissecting a climb or dissecting a descent together and it seems like he would have a really good um, perspective on the right line or the yeah. right whatever tire pressure even and uh, and I think that's cool he connects with all the athletes I even saw that yeah. at Worlds and he probably was chatting with you. I'm gonna to have to dig and see if I've got some pictures of you and Steven after Worlds, because yeah. I know I- gave me a big hug after Worlds. Um, I had a really, really good ride, and I spent a lot of time on that course with Steven before the race. So yeah, he's been a super, super good resource and somebody that's just a super easy person to talk about when it comes to things outside the tape, inside the tape, on the course, before, after, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. So back to Worlds. This is my transition here, so hang tight with me, okay? So Worlds is uh, end of January, early February, like, you know, kind of as we're getting excited about spring. And I just saw a post from Insta Fund La Prima that they are welcoming you to the road team next year. And yep. they're like, we'll see you in February. And I'm like, dang, like she's just getting done with cross and then dives right into the uh, road season. First of all, tell me about the new team and what are your plans for next year? Yeah, um, Instafund was a team that approached me kind of right after um, it was announced that Lux was no longer going to be continuing next season. Um, and I was kind of in that limbo of not wanting to go in the cross season of having that weight on my back of worrying about teams and what I'm going to do for next season. But I also was very stuck on, I don't want to make the wrong call. Um, I grew up being friends with girls like Kaya Schmidt and Michaela McPherson who made that jump to Europe and had an offer from a team like Human Proud Health but also kind of fell on their face a little bit going over there. So it was kind of this hard decision of, do I want to push myself and make a high jump or do I want to meteor how my progression is going in the sport? And it came down that Instafund was going to allow me to still have a race schedule in Europe and still be U.S.-based and work with school and cross. So, yeah, I'm super super excited to see what the team's like gonna be like next year and crossing my fingers that it all works out <laughs> do you know any of the other uh riders on the team i do um i got to know a few over the road season and i actually got to know heidi franz pretty well because she was on the national team trip with me um beginning of september and she actually wrote my recommendation letter <laughs> to the team when I reached out. So, yeah, I got to meet a few of the girls from New Zealand. And I just really liked the team environment and how they seemed to be working at the races and how the team was functioning. So I'm super excited. Well, you have spent some time in Europe, but it sure can be culture shock if you are all of a sudden based in Europe. Yeah. Uh, was Lux a good... Um, you know, I talked to uh, uh, Dags, a director, and and he was like, one of our objectives is to give people the opportunity to go to Europe in a supported fashion and just get a feel for what are the roads like, what are the races like, where's yeah. the coffee shops, what's the food like, like yeah. what's life in Europe like, what kind of 
plug do I need to charge my phone? Um, yeah. But do it in a kind of supportive environment rather than, I remember, and this is way, way old school, but uh, Alexi Graywall, he was a Colorado boy. Um, mm -hmm. He went over to Europe and like it was, it was a shock for him and he didn't succeed over there. So it is important to kind of get used to it before you jump in with both feet. What will your schedule look like next year? Uh, it's still a little bit uncertain, but kind of the gist of it is starting out the season, I'll probably, if I end up going to Cross Worlds, um, I won't do the early season races like Voss. Um, and Tour of Southern Highlands, I believe, if it's happening again. Um, but the plan is for the team to hit all the major stage races, so the block of um, Redlands, Gila, and Joe Martin, and maybe do a couple crits before, but then head over to Europe, I think, end of July, as of right now. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, you kind of hit the whole U.S. scene right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, looking back, I want to ask you about this because uh, I have experience in both, and so we can we can relate. Um, you have done and won the Bob Cook Memorial Hill Climb, which is basically in your backyard. Basically, yeah. you leave from your house and ride up Mount Evans. And then you've also won Snake Alley Criterium, which is super cool. That's in my neck of the woods over here. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Bob Cook, though. You've done that a few times, won it a few times. And I noticed, um, you know, I, I can't imagine. Do you guys, as young juniors, you won in, like, the 12 to 14-year-old age group? Do you guys yeah. just go to Echo Lake, or do you go all the way to the top? I think when we were that young, I think it was just to Echo Lake. Okay, which is about halfway up. But yeah. But still, significant climb. Yeah. Uh, you start in Idaho Springs at around 7,000 feet, and it goes to the top of Mount Evans, 14,000 feet, and Echo Lake is half that. So 3,500 feet of climbing in 14 miles. That's yeah. That's totally legit. That's a hard winding road, too. Yeah. So have you done, uh, as you got older, did you go all the way to the top? I don't think I raced it when I was older. Um I mostly did local racing when I was like super, super young and then kind of jumped up into like the senior categories, but then really started, I was still mainly focused on try up until I was 16. Okay. Um, so I've definitely done the ride, not racing, just like with friends and on routes um, because it's super easy from Golden to get up to Idaho Springs and hit up that climb, but I don't think I've ever raced the full thing, I guess. Dig it, dig it. I, it looks like, and I was just going through your results on yeah. uh, road bike results or whatever. It looks like you'd raced it maybe three times. but um, So how does that, obviously that's 3,500 feet of climbing in 14 miles is very different than something like Snake Alley, but you've been successful at both. Uh, talk about Snake Alley and those punchy climbs. Also Tulsa Tough. And I guess that relates to cross, too, because it's yeah. kind of the same explosive climb. Yeah. Actually, I think the year that I won Snake Alley, I raced two races. I raced the two threes and the one two threes. Yep. Um, later that afternoon, 
Um, I love Snake Alley. I think it's probably still one of my all-time favorite crits, just because yeah. of it was the one crit that I felt like Junior Gears weren't that much of an impact. Um, versus, I feel like I'm spinning out every other crit I've ever done. Right. Um, but yeah, I think kind of that short, really explosive power stuff has just always been something that I've been super, super good at. I'm not really a 30-minute climber, but I'm not really a sprinter either, but I have a super good one- to five-minute punch. Hmm. Um, and Snake Alley was one of those races that we had always just gone out to do because the prize purses were so big. <laughs> and, you know, 15-year-old me walking away with an $800 check, I was, like, absolutely ecstatic. <laughs> That's a pretty good day, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you mentioned triathlon, and you did quite a bit of that. You said through age 16. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do the UCI or ICU, ITU uh, type of race, the Olympic style races? Yeah, I did. I, I grew up in ITU, draft legal. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty good at it too. <laughs> Were you? Like, why the transition to the bike then? Um, triathlon was the first sport that I had really put a lot of effort in. Um, like I, I probably won, I think 27 national titles in the eight years that I was racing really at a super, super high level. I had just done it forever and I was on this trajectory to continue doing really well in it. Um, but I unfortunately had an injury. Um, I got hit by car. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, I ended up having two injuries from that, um, minor tear in an IT band and a shoulder injury, and I got kind of just hung up on the IT band and so focused on recovering that that I kind of ignored the other pain and the other issues that I was having, and I lost a lot of mobility in my shoulder, which kind of makes it really hard to be a swimmer and a really good right. swimmer at that. Um, and I just was also just kind of hitting a point where try just wasn't as fun as it was anymore um it just I don't it I was kind of losing the joy of it and I was I guess ready for something new but I didn't know what that new thing was um until I had a bunch of people around me being like you were growing up in cycling like give it a shot try to go to junior worlds um for road and gave me something else to aim for and work on after kind of hitting a low a little bit of a low <laughs> yeah well that 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 would be a challenge certainly and i can see how the shoulder would affect your swim and the swim yeah. is i don't know that you win it in the swim but you can lose it in the swim for sure yeah that's totally true yeah um do you still run yeah um i still i still kind of do all the three sports just because I've been, I think I was super fortunate with the fact that Tri made me a super balanced athlete, um, and that kept me injury-free for a long, long time, and I've just continued to kind of use it as that, an injury prevention tool, and obviously running with cyclocross is a big part of it, so I do definitely still spend some time lacing up my shoes and going running. Nice. Do you ever just do it like a 5K or 10K? Um... Last summer I coached, so I was running like a bunch of miles and I was doing that and I had a lot of fun with that, but lately it's more just cross-specific stuff, so definitely more shorter um, distance and punchy 
grabbing your bike and running up a hill. Yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch of times. Yep. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. That's, that's awesome. Did you ever come to Des Moines for the Flatland Triathlon? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah? Did it a whole bunch of times. Oh, wow. I bet I have photos of you. You know, one thing I want to know, A, you are going to school, Colorado Mesa. Uh, what are you studying? I have a major in exercise science, and then I'm minoring in psychology. So the hope is to kind of be able to start out in PT and more sports medicine stuff, but then I would also like to get into sports psych. Oh, very cool. Uh, you mentioned coaching. Is that in your future? Uh, I mean, I could definitely see myself being a coach. It was kind of a weird last minute thing um, with COVID that I got to do a little bit because I really wasn't traveling that much mm. over the summer. But yeah, I absolutely loved doing it. It, it was awesome being um, getting to work with younger kids and kind of being a part of like them growing and learning and getting faster. So I could definitely see myself enjoying it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what does your future, like where do you hope to take cycling? Oh gosh. <laughs> I guess I, I kind of just want to see as, I want to go as far as I can take it. Um, there's obviously, there's things like going world tour or going to the Olympics or winning a world championships. Um, and those are obviously goals that I might have in the future, but I think right now I'm focusing on just taking what I have and seeing how far I can far I can go with it. So getting to Hartford and podium there. Yeah, hopefully. Yep, yep, that's fair. Uh, so if you won a world championship, what sport, what discipline would it be in? Oh. I think out of probably the first one that I would potentially reach it in might be more time trialing on the road. That has always been one of my just um, strengths and something that I just absolutely love doing. I just kind of love that feeling of just laying everything out on the course and just kind of racing the clock and seeing how um, deep you can dig. So I think out of everything, that would probably be the first one I would reach. I, uh, I could see that, and I was actually going to ask if triathlon had led you to enjoying time trials or conversely hating time trials. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you love them, though. I do. They're very, yeah, still very cool. painful, but so worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, I am excited for the rest of your season and to follow you on the InstaFund La Prima team and, uh, you know, see what you can do in the, um, I don't know, the whole spring series. Do you, you've done um, some stage racing. Yeah. How is that for a discipline for you, the day after day, the, the, the long stage, and then get ready for the, the stage the next day? How do you manage that kind of environment I think that's the side of road that I do truly enjoy um, yeah. we don't really get to do it that much in the US so the opportunities that we did get to do were probably my favorite um, I obviously this season I had never really done that much road racing competitively I was more last year kind of picked up 
um, on Lux as, like, a last-second, like, oh, we want to take you to Europe, like, we want you to, like, get that experience kind of thing. So this season was really nerve-wracking at first, but um, our first one, Redlands, ended up just being a super huge confident confidence booster for me. Um, I tend to do better as the days go on. Um, and that's, like, literally how my results went at Redlands. I started out um, making the breakaway and getting 10th and then getting 7th in the time trial and then 5th in the crit and then 5th on sunset. So I definitely I love the stage racing and kind of just being in the box every day and um, playing the game and being in the race. I think it's super, super, super fun. Not to say that I don't like crit racing, um, I do enjoy it, but I just really like the stage races and road races a little bit more. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, speaking of Lux, um, Marissa Boaz is, Lux was a development team, which you would consider uh, potentially um, U23 or even younger junior riders yeah. being the focus of a team like that. But being a development team, their attitude was, we'll take anybody who needs development regardless of their age and so marissa boaz ended up riding with lux on several occasions yeah was it kind of cool having somebody older around not that she's old but she's definitely i mean she's a mom of four and um no not quite i'm not even gonna say her twice your age but that's what i that's what i was thinking uh she's a fair bit older than you was it kind of nice having somebody um around who's a little bit older and um i don't know is there ever drama on the team and having somebody older can kind of temper that uh honestly i think quite the opposite she wasn't the only one we had caitlin conyers as well who yeah. was around the same age um and i think at first all of us were a little bit confused we were like oh lux is a junior team like all these people were asking us like what's going on, like, why are you selecting for these women for the team? Um, but I actually think it ended up being something that was super cool to be a part of in the team environment just because there tends to be this lack in women's development, not just in the junior and U23 side, but also for people coming into the sport later or coming out of different sports or different lifestyles. So it was honestly super cool, and I think both – um, Caitlin and Marissa were a huge part in the team, both learning and getting results and getting to work um, in different scenarios when it comes to road racing. Yeah, I have to admit that uh, when I saw Marissa riding with the Lux jersey on, I was like, wait a minute, I thought it was kind of a junior U23 team. But when when I had it explained to me what the word development means, it made more sense. Like, And it's not uncommon for well, people, but especially women, I, I, I think, to enter the sport later, whether they're coming from running or triathlon or some other sport, cross-country skiing. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, that's kind of cool. I'll, I'll be curious to see how much road somebody like Marissa will get next year with, uh, obviously, Lux going away, and she will. I'll be curious to see what she ends up. That being said, she's mopping up on uh, gravel, and that's kind of fun to watch, yeah, too. Yeah, I was going to say, she's been killing it on the gravel scene. <laughs> she has been killing it on the gravel scene. Any gravel in your future? Do you yes, enjoy it? Fund has us, at least a few of us, on a little bit of a gravel um, schedule. 
uh, I guess, Factor, the our bike sponsor, wanted to get their name more out there. So they were like, oh, if you want a couple extra grand and you want a bike and you're willing to go race. And I was like, okay, like, I'll go do that. So I'm pretty excited to give it a go and kind of see what happens. I thankfully don't have to sign up in the 200, the, just the like 100 at like Unbound and other things like that, which I don't think is that much more training than what I would be doing anyway for stage racing and roads. Right. So I'm pretty excited about that. I think your cross experience and your road experience will be a really good combo to be successful on gravel, which is kind of fun. Yeah, it's been pretty funny. Um, I train a lot with Danny Summerhill in Colorado mm -hmm. just because he lives pretty close to me, and he's been heckling me for a while about trying gravel because he's been doing it a little bit more. He's like, oh, you have the skills from cross, and you have the time trying ability right. from road. Like, you need to do it. And so he's pretty excited I'm going to be doing it, yeah. Yeah, oh, very cool. Factor, your bikes? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what they look like next year? I do not. <laughs> the ones from last year, or 2022, are gorgeous. Yeah. Like, if you're listening to this, go look up InstaFund on uh, Instagram and check out that factor bike if it's anything like it was like you've got a gorgeous bike headed your way that's yeah. kind of fun we've i was feeling pretty fortunate to be getting on those specialized this last season with lux but i'm pretty excited for a new bike and factor seems to be an awesome company so i'm super excited yeah that's cool and they're doing a gravel bike as well so gravel yeah. road um will you be on the blue for cross again yeah we stay on blue i will yep. stay on blue for cross nice all right well listen uh anything i'm missing are you uh ready to hit the slopes yeah i've actually gotten a few ski ski days in in between racing we got pretty fortunate stuff opened up a little early um, it did open we're anything. like we're el dorado or do you go up over the pass uh, like aspen keystone some of the ones that are higher up they had a few runs open, so not the best skiing, but I know my mom was, like, absolutely ecstatic to go ski, so we did spend a few days. Yeah, that's super fun. So your mom still is pretty active skiing. Oh, yeah, whenever she can. <laughs> You're on the Epic Pass. We go to Copper Mountain every year, mm -hmm. which is, I think, the Icon Pass. Uh, but yeah. it'd be fun to get some turns in with your mom. <laughs> yeah, she still kicks my butt. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. She's not still competitive at all, is she? Uh, like on the master no. circuit? Nah, she hasn't. Um, she's hasn't been for a while. She definitely yeah. loves getting up there and ripping and still making me look slow. But does she uh, shred the bumps? Uh, not as much now that she's older. I think it yeah. hurts her knees a little bit more. She doesn't want to admit it. But <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, well, and if she's coming from GS, she's got those beautiful arcing turns that oh, yeah. are the exact opposite of bump skiing. <laughs> yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope Thank you have you. a great, uh, yeah. great Thanksgiving. Yeah, I appreciate you spending time and uh, wish you luck the rest of the season. Awesome. Thank you. I'd love to express my thanks to Cassidy for joining us here today. Be sure to keep up with her long season on the bike. She's on Instagram at cassie.underscore.hickey. I'll put a link in the show notes. 
but be sure and follow her through nationals into Europe and then onto the World Cyclocross Championships this winter. Now, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Bike Talk with Dave. If you dig it, you can support the show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. And of course, if you really dig it, please share it with your friends. And if you'd like to support the show financially and help improve this podcast, you can look for Bike Talk with Dave at buymeacoffee.com or hit me up on Venmo at David-Mabel. If you do, I'll send you a Bike Talk with Dave sticker. There's a link to buy me a coffee in the show notes. Now, if you are hungry and looking for a unique treat for your company holiday or year-end party, check out DSM Boards. Order a custom charcuterie board from DSM Boards located in Des Moines and serving all of central Iowa. They serve everything from breakfast-themed boards to holiday boards and traditional meat and cheese platters. DSM Boards loves to try it all. Check them out on Facebook or Instagram where you'll find lots of great ideas or connect with them at dsmboards at gmail.com. I want to thank Bike Iowa also for being the online host of Bike Talk with Dave. BikeIowa.com is your one-stop shop for all kinds of cycling events, as well as news, information, and trails in Iowa and around the whole Midwest. Every week, new events are added, so be sure and bookmark BikeIowa.com and check back often. Bike Talk with Dave is a production of Summit Media Films, an award-winning independent film company. And let me just tell you, we are here to help you with all your media needs. Whether you need a 15-second video edit for Instagram, photos, or even a live stream for your event, or even help editing your new podcast, Summit Media is up for anything. Reach out on Instagram at Summit Media Films or email dave at cisn.tv. Well, that's it for now. Thanks again for listening and keep the rubber side down. We'll see you next week.